Welcome to the Go After Your Passion podcast with Christina Crowley. Live a life you love. If not now, when? Here's Christina. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the podcast. Today, I have with me a multi-passionate woman, Stacy Curry. Welcome, Stacy. Hi, Christina. Thanks for having me on the show. Oh, it's a pleasure to have you here. So tell us a little bit about yourself. Okay. So again, I'm Stacy. Um, I have uh, a husband. We have five children. Uh, I've lived mostly in the same state my entire life. I've traveled around quite a bit, um, and most of my family is still here. We're all here in Maryland. I am uh, currently an educator. I've been teaching since um, 1992, I believe. And, uh, and we also just started a business about a year ago um, in um, November. It will be a, one year. And we make and sell salad dressing, marinades, and sauces. That's wonderful. So tell me a little bit about your journey with your passion. You're a multi-passionate woman. So, you know, go ahead and, and tell us a little bit about both. Sure. Definitely. I am a uh, multi-passionate person. Uh, I think my first passion is with my family. Like I said, um, uh, my, my grandparents, they're not around anymore, but um, they lived, um, they lived here in Maryland. I actually lived with my grandmother when I was in college. I, um, you know, my, my family is still around here. Uh, we have children that are actually uh, up, scattered up and down the East Coast. We try to see them as often as possible. Um, and then my husband, John, his family um, is down in Georgia. So we've spent a lot of time traveling to visit with family. Family is very important to me. Uh, I've been known to crash my father's uh, uh, get-togethers with his brothers. When I find out that the brothers come together, I really enjoy getting together with family. So I will say to him, like, I'm free that day. Let's go out to lunch. And I really enjoy listening to their conversation of when they uh, were growing up. Uh, and then also with, with my children to listen about you know, their experiences um, when they were in high school. They, they're all um, grown up now. The oldest is 24 and the youngest is 19. So maybe they're not grown up, but, but they're, they're, they're out of high school and, and have a lot of really interesting friends and information um, to kind of share. So I really enjoy my family. That's uh, my passion and I've been dedicated um, to them most of my life. Uh, another passion which kind of came about unexpectedly is um, education and teaching. And so when I went to college, I didn't know what I wanted to do. I started in music and I played music from fourth grade um, up through three years of college. And uh, I wasn't great, um, but I enjoyed it and I was good enough to, to make it in, in the band. So I ma majored in music for uh, two and a half years. And I really decided like, wow, what am I going to do with a, a degree in music? I definitely did not want to teach. So I did a 360 and turned around or 180, I guess. And I went to my, my next love, my next passion, which is uh, math and science. So completely different than this creative music. I did a, uh, a big change and I finished up my degree in uh, a, it's kind of like a, a marine biology, uh, but we, it was concentrating on um, the management, land management and water management. And so I did this big change and I ended up working for a couple of years um, as a fisheries biologist for the state of Maryland. And a couple of things that happened there. 
that I, I saw that would be problematic later on in life. So I was still single. I didn't have any children, but I knew later in life I wanted to, to really start a family. And at that moment when I was hired, it was a contractual position. So I didn't get paid holidays. I didn't get paid any benefits, sick leave and things like that. We worked four 10 hour days. And so I had Fridays off. So I started to collect some extra income by substitute teaching. So I initially went to the elementary school that was right in our neighborhood and quickly found out in one day that I was not interested in working in the elementary school. And so then I started to substitute teach in the local middle and high school. And after doing that for about six months, I said, you know, I think I'm interested in teaching. So I quit my job and I, I think, I guess I got my job teaching first, um, but I, I got a job in, at one of the local high schools and I started to go back to school at night to earn my teacher certification. And, uh, and so I was a biology teacher for quite a few years uh, before I decided to leave um, when I was uh, starting to have my children. When I was teaching biology, one thing that I really realized is that, uh, is kind of funny, is that when I was in school, I really struggled in science. I did really well in math. I was an A student in math, but I really had to work hard in science because a lot of times I couldn't comprehend some of the things, maybe the facts that we had to, to, um, to, to produce for the test. And so when I started teaching, I think for the first two years, I, I, I didn't do the best job that I could have done, but I didn't really know. I was collecting this data and I didn't know that I was doing it, uh, but my students, they weren't performing the way I quote, thought they should perform. And I was, felt like I was teaching in the old style of the way I was taught. And so what I started to do, and this kind of moves into this other passion of mine, is I started to look for other ways to, to teach them. And what I found was I could find projects that we could do outside. And this, uh, this school is, is very close to the Washington DC line. Many of our students live in apartments um, or in a very condensed um, situation. So they didn't, they didn't really spend much time outside. So I took some courses and I learned about um, a, a one project called GLOBE. It was global learning and observation to benefit the environment. And so another passion of mine is uh, being outside. I love to hike, I love to nature watch. I just love to be outside in, in all elements, rain, well, most of the elements, rain and sleet and, and wind. So it's really good. I'm not much uh, for the, uh, the heat, so I'd rather have it a little cool. So anyway, I started to develop these projects where we would go out and we would observe the flora and fauna um, in, in, our, uh, in our backyard, in the, uh, in the, by the football field, and then by the, the, the edge between the field and the woods. I, uh, I actually found somebody to dig me a soil pit. So it's about a three foot deep, two foot wide and four foot long pit. And it was enclosed in our uh, horticulture uh, area. So it was safe, but I had students down in the soil pit and we were analyzing soil. We also did a weather watch. So we were 
learning about the atmosphere and the weather around us by looking at clouds, identifying the clouds, cloud covers, and things like that. So I, I really tried to take this uh, learning into another level where students were up and doing uh, different, uh, different activities and they were more meaningful things because they could actually go outside and see the things that we were, we were learning. So then uh, I continued teaching uh, until I started having children and I decided that it was really important for me to stay home with the, with the children. And we struggled a bit because money was tight, but we really made it work and I didn't find that it was difficult to make it work. What I did find surprising were quite a few of my colleagues would ask, and this was really before we were doing a lot of email, we had dial up, so, so, so we talked mainly on the phone or maybe if I met up with them, they really, they asked me the question, what is it like to just stay home all day and not work? And don't you miss that interaction? And, and actually the answer was no, I, I enjoyed work but I really enjoyed this uh, next part of my life where I was, where I was working with my, with my children. And a quick story about that is that the, the teaching never ended because we would go uh, on a vacation. And like I said, we didn't have a lot of money. So we had a, a camper and we would go to the national park. Again, this other passion of mine is hiking and going out outdoors and, and, uh, and, we would go to a lot of the national parks and really enjoy visiting those. We'd go to the visitor center as soon as we would arrive. And for the children, you could get this junior ranger workbook. And, and actually my daughter just took a, the oldest daughter just took a trip with her uh, boyfriend, a family trip. And they went up to New Hampshire to the White Mountains. Um, and she said, mom, the whole time I was there, I kept thinking about you and kept mm -hmm. saying, my mom used to do this. We used to do this. And so we would take these workbooks and you would have to identify wildlife, maybe draw a picture, um, maybe do um, a little bit of, 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 of an activity. And at the end, you could take it to the back to the park ranger and they would give you a, a, a little patch that we put on uh, all their little hats and they would announce your name uh, over the visitor center loudspeaker. So good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, we would like to introduce three new um, junior rangers, right? And so I thought it was really exciting and fun and, and, and the kids learned a lot, but there were some times when they would say, mom, stop home, the kids weren't <laughs> homeschooled. They'd say, stop homeschooling us. Um, so, so really I think blending those passions, teaching, the love of outdoors, and the love of my family together, um, it, you know, has it's really for that first part of my adult life. That's that's what we were um, that I was doing. I went and got a master's degree in science education. I was really studying the way people thought about science and thought about learning science and doing science. And I still to the, do that to this day. I continue to work. Um, I'm up at the University of Maryland. And I work in the College of Education. So I work with people in their senior year or in their graduate program um, that are um, working towards teacher certification. So I've still continued um, this, um, this work in uh, education and, and I really, really enjoy it. So then my, my, my next passion 
just started, uh, well, the passion has been there with cooking, but uh -huh. our, our latest passion is working with uh, salad dressing, marinades, and sauces. And I know you're going to have John, my husband, on. Yeah. Um, so he's really going to talk a lot about kind of how this, this is, was his passion, and it's been his passion for over 20 years. Um, but now that we have uh, actually started the company, it's become our passion together. Mm -hmm. And so we, we right now have two products that are out on the market, uh, but I uh, have been working on developing ideas for new sauces. So we have four new ones that I use in the kitchen almost every day. I use something every day. For example, last night we made um, chicken tacos and steak tacos, mm. and I used our sauce uh, as I was um, marinating, um, but then also I made some salsa, and so I used the sauce in that too. So the passion of cooking is, uh, it, I am passionate about this, but I also call it, keep it simple, Stacy. <laughs> and like simple recipes, so I call them my kiss recipes. They're super simple, they're easy to do, and they're delicious. And I've been doing that ever since the kids were younger because there was no time to make these elaborate, um, uh, the, an elaborate menu or using elaborate ingredients. And so, so I have continued with my, my kiss recipes. Uh, we're just now using the different sauces that we make uh, make in the house, uh, and I and we're trying. We're going to be making some kebabs. I just last night I used um, jicama, the jicama root. Mm -hmm. um, so I've heard that having a um, uh, this in your um, on your plate as is a wonderful low carb addition to either French fries or we use a jicama wrap. And again, I was trying to brush it up with the, with our sauce. As it adds a little bit of oil, some spices, and um, and some flavor. Yeah, I really enjoyed that. I know I've tried those, and and it, it's delicious because I love a good salad. I just I love putting everything in a salad and having some dressing, and it's just it's really wonderful. It, it seems like you know you're there. You're you have many passions, but they all kind of center around you know what you love and and your family and and what is more uh you know about family than you know food and love and getting together and a sharing a meal and, and and the science just seems also such a part of that because science really is a natural part of our world and uh so it's it's kind of fun that you've put that all together um, has there been, have there been any challenges that you've had to overcome by, of, in any of those that, um, that stand out to you? Yeah. So I think my, my first challenge was teaching. And uh, I was teaching students who, who were 16 years old. And, and most of them were not super excited about sitting in a biology class. Yeah. And I was not that I was surprised, but it really was brought to my attention that I'm in here excited. I was really excited to get to, to meet the students, and, uh, but they weren't. They weren't that excited. So I needed to try to find a way to connect with them. I didn't grow up um, in the same area. I didn't, I, I, even though I was still, I was still young, um, there was a bit of a generational gap 
there was a gap with with things like music and movies and 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 so I had to try to find ways to connect with them and that I, I believe was a a really big struggle that I continue to work on I think I continue to do that now to try to find ways to meet and connect with students I also teach kind of a new passion that I happened on uh, it's well it's been 10 years I teach a study abroad class every January except for my heart is a little sad because of uh, all the uh, things happening we are not going to go this January but we go to the Netherlands to uh, uh, just over the border into Germany and Belgium and um, and then we take a little vacation to Paris and these are college level students that um, we talk about uh, culture, diversity, and we talk about tolerance. And we uh, look through the lens of education uh, because there's, there's lots of reasons why that we look through the lens of education. But, um, but, but that I happened on by accident. Uh, I was invited to come um, as a co-instructor uh, in 2012, I believe. And, uh, and then that, that year, the instructor couldn't go. There was an emergency, and so I became the lead instructor. Instructor, and then I continue it. Um, but that it continues with that struggle of connecting because I need to connect with students on a um, on a very natural level. You can't force it, just like with the kids, you, with your own children. You can't force things. Um, you want to make connections, but you also want to do the right thing. So I don't want to be too lenient. I don't want to be too strict, but I also want to make sure that if I, um, if I, I don't want to say a rule, but if I say something that I can live up to that, um, whatever standard I, I lay down. But that I think is a big struggle is connecting with my students in the form of um, whatever I'm teaching at the time. It seems like every time, you know, because you've, you've talked a little bit here about, you know, having to overcome the struggle of you know, you weren't comfortable doing something, you know, or, or you needed to, you know, find another way to do something. Um, what was it that you learned by, you know, confronting those types of challenges or any challenge and overcoming it or having to pivot and do something another way? What did you learn from doing that? So I think first off is that, um, that I learned that I have to be myself. I have to be that, that, that real person that I am, that I can't pretend to, uh, to, to be something that I'm not. And I think that comes out very clearly in the classroom. If you, if you, have, to, you have to figure out your own way of, of running your classroom um, and effectively working with the students there. And if you come in um, portraying yourself maybe as this really strict uh, person that, ha you know, that has all of these rules um, but but then it, it's just not me. I, I I smile too much. I remember I remember going in and they would say don't don't smile don't smile for the first two weeks and and um, and then I I mean after ten minutes I'd break out with a smile and I was like I can't do this I have to I have to smile um, and then also they um, to let them know that I don't know all the answers and I I continue to do that. Uh, and even with my with my own children, but just because I'm the teacher, I'm really the facilitator. Um, I don't know all the answers, and what I would love to do is to work together to try to find that answer. 
And, and so I think that's another, uh, that's something that I, I don't know if I, if it was something that I had to overcome or it was something I just really realized that I, you know, you don't have to know all of the answers. Um, I so think people respect you more when you don't know all the answers. <laughs> I hope so because and I know to that, to this day, I'll say, I have no idea, but I'll find out and then I'll come back to you. And, um, that that's important to me. You know, as much as you've done, how does that play into now running your own business and a food business at that? Right. So it's been busy. Uh, it is, uh, I just got off of, um, some, uh, zoom calls earlier today. And then I actually am teaching again tonight at five o'clock. Um, so working, um, it's, it's working two jobs, uh, which is, which is good. It's, uh, it's, we have to keep our first job because we need income. Um, in order to have uh, you know, success or, or at least uh, as much success as we can with our business, we need to, we need to work. And I'm not sure if you know this, but John, uh, John deploys for about 75% of the year. So he's home right now, but, um, but that, that won't last. He's going to probably leave. We don't know when he gets the word, he needs to leave again. So that, that actually adds another element to um to kind of this this game or this puzzle but but yeah i definitely have to uh make sure that both of my calendars because i have my work calendar and then i have our business calendar Mm -hmm. um but i don't put them together i i just merge them they're separate calendars that i merge together and i need to make sure that we um that that we're able to, to to manage both of those but i think something that's very important is that we also find time to spend together and and go do something. For example, we we went on um, Sunday. We went up. I love to hike along the Appalachian Trail, and uh, and so you know I said, hey, let's get up and go. And uh, and so we went for a hike uh, along the Appalachian Trail. And those to me, it, you know, it brings us together. We are exercising. We're out in nature. Uh, we also do bring our bottles of salad dressing. Um, so if there's a, a time, we can always take pictures. A lot of our yeah. pictures on the website are from when we've gone on um, uh, uh, vacation or even just visiting our family. Um, his parents have a horse farm. So when we go visit, there's pictures on our website of, of the horses and, and um, out on the, in the field. But I do think it's really important to structure the time my motto, hopefully my kids will listen to this, but my motto is work hard, play hard. Yeah. Um, I think we have to figure out, it took me a while to figure out which comes first, right? <laughs> work hard comes first, but, but we do, we have to work hard, um, but then we have to play hard yeah. as well. That's important. Yeah, I don't think you can have a balanced life without either. And you do have to plan. You have to, you have to really plan things. If, you know, if you're an entrepreneur who wants a lot, you, you do have to plan it out. Is, do you agree with that? I, I agree 100%. I have uh, one notebook for work and the other notebook for the other work, the business. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, and, I, and like I said, I have two calendars. And then I end up printing out a calendar because I like to be able to, to, um, to just kind of write it down. It's, it's this mm-hmm. old school mentality that I, when I write, um, it goes, you know, from my eyes to my brain to my hand, and and it just—it's not that I remember it, 
um, but I, I feel more comfortable, even though I know that I can access my uh, virtual calendars, mm -hmm. I do like to write it down. So maybe that's excessive. I don't, I don't know. They say that there's a real type of learning, a learning style of people who write it, they read it, and then they write out the longhand again, they, you know, or even the typing of it. Is it really, it does go in and it makes those connections. Mm -hmm. I know I have two sisters who are teachers and, and that is how I learn too. I, uh, <laughs> I definitely do that that way. So it sounds like you're very, very busy and you have a lot of passions. And so you are very organized, but uh, so what's next for the business? You said you were developing some new products. And like I said, I love them. I enjoy it. And uh, it's exciting. So what, what new, more new things with it are you coming up with? Well, first, I'm glad that you love them. Oh, yeah. Uh, so I think the first thing that we're doing right now is we uh, talked about, I don't know if we call it rebranding, but originally, the original bottle of salad dressing is an Italian dressing. Like I said, John, he was on a quest to find dressing that he liked. And so it's, and it was, and John eats salad all the time. We both had salad actually for lunch today. And, um, but, but, but I liked, I liked things other than salad as well. Mm -hmm. And so the first thing that I, that I think we are working on right now is really trying to identify um, the other ways that you can use the, the so I'm call, I call them sauces. We haven't changed the name yet, but, um, but, but, I, but, but, but they're used for sauces as a marinade, as a dipping sauce, to saute, to grill. So there's so many different ways. So the, so, so the first step is to maybe in a, maybe, I don't want to say a list form, but to really identify here are all the ways you can use our product. The second thing that we already have started working on is we have a recipe page uh, because I would, people would say to me, oh, I did that. I used it like this. Um, just two weeks ago, uh, one of my good friends said, oh yeah, I, brought, I, I bought some peaches and I dribbled the balsamic on top of the peaches. And I thought I would never have thought about doing that, right? So I'm, I am capturing some pictures and images um, and, and what people are, how people are using them and so I've, cr I've created a KISS recipe page uh, on our website. And so I'm, I'm going to continue to build that page. Uh, once we've done that, I will, uh, we have a web producer, so he tells me what to do and then I do it. Um, but then I, wanna, uh, I want to talk with him again and say, hey, now what I want to do with our recipe page is I want to subdivide it so we can have entrees, desserts. We had somebody give me some breakfast ideas so that we can have a more organized way for people to look at our, our, our recipes and try to find ideas that they can um, use when they're using our products. The other thing that we're doing is, is we already have four other products that are ready to be um, manufactured. Um, and, um, but we, we're waiting on a few things. Like sure. the first thing we're waiting on is money <laughs> because we have to save up a little bit more money it to get it, um, to get it uh, in the test kitchen, then bottled, and then over to the fulfillment site uh, costs a lot of money. Yeah. So we have to actually reorder our two original products, which is a really good thing that we have to reorder. Um, so we have to make more of our new, our, our original products, but we hope, I think by the summertime, to have two more products uh, ready for sale. 
And then hopefully a year after that, we will have two more products, which is, uh, we would have a total of six products, I'm hoping in the next year and a half. That's exciting. That's real. So we'll tell everybody the name. Um, I don't know if you've said it yet. No, I don't think I have. So, um, so our company is called Semper Savage and Semper Savage makes salad dressing, marinades, or sauces. Mm -hmm. We have two products. We have a uh, red wine vinaigrette, and um, we call that the Savage Centurion, which throws people off sometimes. We also have a balsamic vinaigrette as, as well. And I think what, what I would like to say about the products is, uh, is that they're all natural. They are made with extra virgin olive oil and no other oil. And uh, we don't add water to it. Uh -huh. and so it's, you, you have to shake it. You have to really shake that, shake it up. Uh -huh. And um, it does have this savage uh, flavor. The other thing that I think is a benefit is you don't use a lot of it. So on your salad, sometimes people put maybe two, three, four tablespoons of dressing yeah. on your salad. And you really only need one or two tablespoons and you mix it up and it coats it. Coats it. That's not something we planned. It's something that we realized later. I said, look, we don't even, you don't have a lot of the dressing that falls to the bottom because it all sticks to the, to the salad. Yeah. Or to marinate. I, I marinated plank steak last night and chicken because we made chicken tacos and um, steak tacos. And I really used, um, it was a large steak. I used about a fourth cup of mm -hmm. the dressing and it completely coated it. And there wasn't any left over. It wasn't like sitting in it. It was just coated. What I liked about it is I use the balsamic and strawberries. And it's wonderful. You know, it really changes the flavor on that. And also what I liked about it is you don't add a lot of extra ingredients to oomph the flavor. Um, I'm highly allergic to lemon. And there's no lemon in it. Thank good. You know, because people use lemon for flavor, to oomph the flavor in things. And, and that way I could have it. And they're simple ingredients. So anybody who might be allergic to some things, you know, particular things, uh, it's real simple. And there's no extra, for lack of a better words, preservatives or, you know, extra ingredients that aren't real food. Exactly. You know, you're, then that's what we wanted. And, uh, and so what we found is when uh, we looked at other uh, uh, nutrition labels, on uh, marinades and salad dressings and other sauces. We found preservatives in there. We found um, sugar. Yeah. Uh, we found uh, water. Sometimes water is the first ingredient. Um, we also found different oil blends and it, it might say on the top, like made with extra virgin olive oil, but it said an olive oil blend where the olive oil might be a, a very small portion of, of that. So we felt very strongly that we wanted to take the dressing that we like to use in our house and put it in the put it in a bottle for other people to use. And we didn't want to um, cut our cost yeah. by watering it down. Um, we also don't add sugar. Or yeah. sorry, we don't add salt. I don't really like salt, and I don't like don't sugar either, either um, which sounds kind of strange. But uh, I, I figured people can add. You can always add salt to. Uh, any of your, um, you know, your food, but you really can't take it away. True. That's a good, and you know, also I'm sure people are hearing the Semper. So they're, they're also, when they're purchasing this, they're supporting a military family. Yeah. So yes, yeah, so we're supporting our military family. 
and uh, and also we are we're, we just started the company, like I said, in November of 2019, and so we have focused this fall on uh, looking into uh, some charities that we can start to give back. Even though we're not um, making a profit right now, it's very important for us to begin to think about the charities that we um, want to, to work with. So we have been looking at, we haven't identified them yet, um, but we have um, some something um, to do with the Gold Star families, yeah. um, families of fallen soldiers who are continuing to, um, to go through life. Um, and, and that's one, uh, also wounded soldiers, um, we have an, we have another um, uh, horse uh, a project that uh, we're we're looking at and and John like I said John's family grew up on a horse farm his mom still yeah. um, rides horses and um, they still have an active horse farm so um, so we we don't have a like a percentage is yeah. going um, to our charities yet but we uh, just in October we are working with our um, Army National Guard here in Maryland. And they um, had they just come back from working with some of the disturbances um, throughout the uh, throughout the country, and so they are um, putting together like a thank you um, gathering for families. And so we are um, we've already donated um, some um, some of the our products to them and some T-shirts and other things. And then we also just found uh, out that there uh, there's a group in. I think in Ohio, and there are military families that they're trying to support um, that uh, are, are, I think it's through weddings. There's like, they're supporting 10 weddings and they're trying to help these families. Because especially in the beginning of this military career, uh, the, 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 the soldier who's, you know, male or female, uh, they really aren't making that much money. And yeah. many times the wife is, is unable to work or, or works, um, uh, you know, cl close by, um, because they, you know, in a couple of years, they could pick up and, and move. Yeah. So anyway, these are lots of different um, charities and um, opportunities that we are, um, we are working with, and we will be um, posting those up on our website as soon as, as soon as we get more information. And also your husband's a veteran. He's a veteran. Yeah. So that's important to, to support our veterans. And you know, veterans, when they come home or when they retire, uh, what is their next, what is their next career? And that tends to happen to a lot of veterans, you know, once they've come out of the service. And I think this is an outstanding, an outstanding thing to do. It is. And like I said before, he's, so he, once, you know, when he did retire, he went through a couple of jobs and, and, um, and then he, uh, it's something that I think that happens with a lot of our veterans yes. that they they want to go back. So he um, he now has uh, is working for the government and he deploys uh, about seventy five percent of the time, uh, and he really enjoys um, continuing to do what he used to do in a different capacity. Mm -hmm. And uh, he, he you know he still gives back to the country. So I'm very proud of him and very thankful that um, that he's able to he's able to do that and that he has somebody like yourself who's at the home front carrying on holding everything down yeah. yeah well congratulations to you it's a wonderful product uh you know i love that you can do many many things enjoy your life and uh you know and 
and uh, have everything that you have to show for it. And so, uh, uh, Eddie, where would somebody find out about your dressing, your business? Uh, where do they go? Yeah, so you can go to our website, which is www.sempersavage.com. You can also follow us on social media. I tell you, we have on Facebook, we do live um, cooking. Um, it's, it's live. So there's bloopers <laughs> right in there. We have images of our family. We have pictures of us, like I said, hiking. Um, we try to make it not just about sell the product, sell the product. Yeah. Really want it to be uh, about building relationships mm -hmm. with our uh, potential customers mm -hmm. to bring them into our larger family. So Facebook, we're on Instagram, all of those, all of the social media um, uh, venues, TikTok, LinkedIn, Twitter. Um. Oh, yeah. Well, and I'll put all of those uh, URLs on the website where people could go to and, and click to go find you. And well, it sounds um, like you have an exciting future ahead of you and best of luck. And thank you for your time today. Thank you for having me. This was such a great conversation. I really enjoyed it. I'm glad you did. And uh, good luck. Keep in touch. And uh, thank you. Thank you. Take care. Thanks for listening to Christina. Now, go after your passion.